as we welcome in Steve Bauer to the program. Good morning, Steve. You're with uh, Kevin Carries and Lori and Munzer, who facilitated this. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on Sports 1440. Uh, good day, everyone. So, uh, where are you? First of all, Steve, where are you? I'm in Antibes, France. In France, so, okay. Um, beautiful Provence. Oh, wow. Côte d'Azur. Oh, that sounds like a good place to be, I would imagine. <laughs> it's sunny. It's sunny right now. No, it's uh, decent weather here, Steve. As you know, the, the Canadian winters, wherever you are, uh, can be different in certain areas, uh, but we've had a pretty mild winter here. So, uh, Kevin Carries, Lorianne Munzer, I'll let you go, Lorianne, because you, obviously you have a, a strong connection with uh, Steve. So, take it away, Lorianne. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us here, Steve. Um, what are you doing in France right now? Are you training? Are you working with a team? Tell us what you're doing. Well, yeah, right now I'm I'm working for the professional team Israel Premier Tech. We just finished um, our first European race of the season, Tour de la Provence. It's called. It was a, a four day race. Um, sort of started in Marseille with a time trial and finished up in uh, Arles um, over over four days. And uh, we had a good run. It was it, we we won the last stage with Tom Van Asbroek, a Belgian rider. Uh, in the final sprint, um, but we had a little bit of bad luck. Even after some strong racing, we had a few guys wake up with uh, some tummy virus and, and put them out of the race for the last stage. Otherwise, we would have probably finished second overall as well. But anyways, it was it was a strong start to our season, uh, winning a stage. So hmm. congratulations! And then I'm here, I'm here in um, Antibes to start uh, a race called Classic Var on uh, Friday. No, thir- Thursday. Excuse me. And then uh, a short two-day stage race called Les Alpes uh, Maritime. And we have some good Canadians in those those races. Uh, Michael Woods will be headlining that first race. And then Hugo Hulu will join us uh, for Les Alpes Maritime. So, yeah, we have uh, some inspiration to do well this coming weekend. Steve Bauer, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show with Lorianne Munzer on Sports 1440. Uh, in our last segment, Steve, Lorianne said that you are one of the reasons that she got into cycling. So when you hear that, what's that mean to you? Well, it's 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 really special, you know, considering that uh, Lorianne's a champion, and uh, I, I, I'm so happy to hear that I inspired her in some way to reach her her amazing goals and her successes of her career. Well, um, thank you. Thank you. We were talking a little earlier because I remember watching you in the 84 Olympics and coming down to, you know, just a, a neck and neck race. And, you know, we didn't have TSN, ESPN or, or the Internet to, to watch you race, but it was uh, the wide world of sports. And it's just sometimes you see someone doing an incredible feat like yourself and that just really plants a seed from there. So over to you with, uh, you know, 16, starting cycling, winning your third race, uh, Ontario uh, Summer Games. How did you get involved in cycling and then decide to go pro? Yeah, that, that's a little while ago, so I jogged my memory banks a little <laughs> bit. Um, um, yeah, I think, it, the, to be honest, it's a little bit funny. I was probably getting into way too much trouble, so um, my mother was reading the newspaper of the St. Catherine standard. And she had read that, you know, uh, Gordy Singleton and Karen strong, um, you know, two also great champions of Canadian sport, uh, were in, you know, doing super well in the cycling club. 
And I was playing a bit of soccer, but getting into trouble. And so she's out, oh, you know, she knew that I loved to ride my bike. So she said, ah, oh, maybe you should join that club, you know? So you give me a little nudge and, you know, push me into join the club. And I, I just, I just loved it, you know, jumping on the bike and racing is, I mean, it's bike, it's bike racing is racing, you know, it has that thrill of uh, adrenaline, you know, to go fast. And it, it really got me, uh, got me into the sport quickly. Um, and I did well because I was a, hockey player as a, as a youth and had the, you know, strong legs and good mm-hmm. aerobic capacity and all that developed through hockey, um, and other sports. And so, yeah, it just, I just, I just latched onto it from that, that time. I think I was about 15, 15 mm-hmm. at the time. They start younger now, but, um, yeah, it was a good time for me. Got me going. What kind of hockey player were you? I was a winger. Yeah. Um, probably, probably a feisty, uh, feisty <laughs> player, uh, I think I had a pretty good turn of speed. I, I wasn't that, I, I don't think I was that big. I, I played sort of up to junior B and, you know, where it's a pretty, pretty tough battlegrounds in hockey. You know, I think the next level to go to junior A, I, maybe I just wasn't like the strength or the, the big enough or skilled enough to reach that level. But I mean, hockey is our Canadian sport, mm-hmm. isn't it? So every, every kid loves to play hockey. Steve Bauer guesting with us on Sports 1440. Uh, let's just, Lorianne touched on it, the 1984 Olympics in L.A. Can you just, uh, uh, you know, circle back and, and, and express your memories and uh, the, the silver medal and what it all meant to you? Well, I was super fit. I had come off uh, what we called the Coors Classic uh, stage race at the time in Colorado. And it was the heat acclimatization and the altitude probably put me in the top shape for the Olympics in Los Angeles. It was is really the best physical preparation before the Olympic Games that year. So I was in really top shape and um, ended up, you know, being in the in the front front running with uh, Alexi Graywell in the last lap. And I almost I almost dropped him when when I caught him, but he had just enough to kind of latch onto my wheel, and he he didn't take any turns pulling on the front until the sprint. And I really I still had the confidence that I could beat him, but uh, I guess I overestimated his uh, his his sprint, and he just he just got me at the line. So you know it's a little bit the agony of defeat, you might say, <laughs> in the moment what they what they call. But you know I, I'm I'm still proud of that uh, that performance. Um, and then moving on to pro was just uh, the the most logical next step um, heading to Europe. Well, it was a great moment for, for us, but super proud of you. I don't think a lot of our listeners realize that the road racing is a little bit different and you do multiple races day after day or week after week. Tell us, what is our, your schedule like with your team? Um, I know you've got a few Canadians on the team, but what does a typical you know, quarter or a year look like and how many races will you be doing? Yeah, that's the, the it's, it's a, it's a big schedule and, and, and definitely uh, Lorianne uh, road racing is much longer than uh, you know, the sprints on the, on the track that you, you were, was, it was your prowess, you know, going, going super fast over 200 meters. Um, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of the sport is obviously the Tour de France or the Giro d'Italia over, 21 days of racing and you know some of the stages are over 200 kilometers um it's it's obviously endurance sport but every every sort of capacity of you know the body is taken into consideration you still need to sprint as you did you know for 10 seconds uh Lorianne or, or or a bit longer you still need to climb you know 
short hills over, you know, four or five minutes at like high energy, or you need to climb mountains that are potentially 20, 20 kilometers long. So a road racer is super versatile and, um, you know, it's, it's sort of like a ne- never ending, never ending battle of, of keeping fitness or, or recuperating or, you know, being on track for the next performance. Um, our team has just finished up multiple different training camps. Um, we had a December camp uh, that was, say, I think it was about 12 days long. The whole entire group is there training, meetings, planning, programming, bike fits, uh, nutritional meetings, uh, you know, the whole gamut of professional um, planning. And then we're go- now we're going into the racing phase. So we've gone, you know, training camp, training camp, and now into the race phase. And we're, we're really just starting a, a season where the team race days will be about, uh, if I have the right number, 200, about 250 team race days. Each rider will do on average between 60 to uh, 75 race days. And over the season, they'll probably put in like 25 to 30,000 kilometers of, of, of mileage uh, on the road, maybe, maybe more. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a, it's a massive, it's just a massive energy consumption and attention to detail in every, every, every aspect, you know, it's probably, you know, I, I'm a little bit biased, but it's probably the toughest sport in the world in, in, in many ways. Steve Bauer. Steve Bauer, our guest on Sports 1440, Kevin Carries and Lorianne Munzer with you on a Monday morning. Can you go back to your, your racing days in particular, the Tour de France, Steve, and how um, the success you had, I, I guess, would 88 be your your best uh, memory? You had the, the yellow jersey for, for five days, but just to touch on your Tour de France days. Yeah, that that uh, 1988 is probably my best year on on results, and and in the Tour de France, I, I finished fourth uh, fourth overall in in the race. Um, I was in again. It's all about being in, like I mentioned just prior, the about the season being in top shape. It's a little bit about timing. So you know, I came into really really good shape there. I'd had a really good Tour de Switzerland prior. Um, Tour de Switzerland to be a 10-day race. And then going into the Tour de France, I was in really top shape, had a, had a really good team. We did a good team time trial, um, which uh, put me very close to get to get the jersey, the yellow jersey. And um, then I was able to defend it for, you know, a fairly uh, good period of time, but um, I think it was five days in 1988. Mm-hmm. And then in the mountains, you know, which is never, ne- was never necessarily my prowess, but I was, you know, I was in really good shape. So I was able to sort of maintain my losses and, and finish fourth on the fourth on the, on the race close to the podium, not close enough because mm-hmm. fourth place is, is definitely not the, not the most fun place to be. It's always thirds a little bit better, you know, to be on the podium, but super proud of that, that performance. Cause it was, you know, my best tour to front performance of my career. Hmm. That's fantastic. There, there are always stories when you're traveling, when you're training, you're racing. Um, and I find that, you know, in the Olympic arena and even after retirement, and you've taken it on with a pro career, any special memories of, you know, some incredible stories that maybe we didn't hear about or we didn't know about or just something that really resonated with you with some of your travels either now or when you were an athlete is there anything jumping out for you 
Uh, interesting question. I guess it, it could really go off cycling on this one. Uh, um, uh, maybe to summarize, it's, it's. I think it's. Re- I'm really fortunate to be able to to travel and see different parts of the world. Um, you know, doing my sport, still doing that. I mean, still travel is, is is it can be you know a pain in the rear end because it can be tough. But you know, even even today, like I'm in Antibes, uh, you know, I'll go for a walk. It's beautiful sunshine. You have the you know the ocean front. Uh, I was looking to rent a bike, you know, to get some exercise in. Um, but at the meantime, I'm still doing doing some business work and catching up on meetings, etc. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had to pick out some interesting stories uh, throughout my career. You know, there's there's the infamous battles of leaders like Bernardino and Greg LeMond fighting for the Tour de France win. And as a teammate, I, you know, I see this battle happening before my eyes. And so both guys can win the Tour de France, but um, you, you kind of try to have to side with one or the other because mm-hmm. it was uh, – uh, if you look into the history of cycling, it's one of the most fierce battles for the for the Tour de France uh, victory, right. and um, they're both on the same team, which is which is super rare. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have different riders that are in between, and the you know the, the dinner table is completely separate. You know, you got the French guys on one side and the English speaking guys <laughs> on the other side. You know. Uh, so it was, it, was, it was, and then there's Greg who thinks that the mechanics are going to espionage his bike because, and the French people are going to pull him off his bike because they want Hino to win his record sixth victory. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty epic uh, historic part of the my 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 career. That was 1986, wow. my second my second year pro. A little while ago, but interesting story. Yeah, one last one for you, Steve, because I know you got to get rolling here. But uh, how often do you get back to Canada, and how would you, from uh, a perspective over in Europe, what would you say the state of Canadian cycling is right now? Well, I, I get back to Canada quite quite often. I was just in Canada um, before I flew over for this this race, but now I have a fairly good uh, block of races right through. Uh, what we call the classics of, uh, you know, Tour of Flanders, Milan San Remo, Perry Roubaix. So my stretch will go right through April now in Europe. Um, then I'll get back to Canada. Uh, I would say that the the situation is 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 excellent, um, but we can always do better. Mm-hmm. I think there's some some great things that happen, and and Lorianne would be be close to this one is the, you know, the the track racing, the velodrome uh, development in Milton for the Pan American Games was really a a wonderful, a wonderful facility that's really facilitated uh, development of our of our great athletes. Um, I understand that you know in in Edmonton that they're getting close to yeah. building a, a, an additional velodrome, which is going to be amazing because um, these these facilities um, really do provide the opportunity for athletes to discover cycling for one, uh, for people that aren't necessarily athletes that uh, want to ride and enjoy, enjoy the facility like that. But yeah, the most importantly, the high performance has really been pushed to the new levels, Hmm. Um, particularly for a a nation like ours. It's, that's pretty cold sometimes (laughs) of the year, you know, so indoor cycling can really help us. Hmm. Um, But also, you know, we have new mentors, you know, Um, Michael Woods, a phenomenal athlete, now, now people are looking up to Michael or, or the Hugo Hules or the Guillaume Boivins or the Derek G's uh, that did phenomenal things in the Giro d'Italia last year. We really, 
you know, all these guys have come from different parts of, of Canada. Derek G rode the track. Um, you know, Mike Woods was a runner, but now we have world champions um, such as Dylan Bibbick, who's uh, who who grew up on the Milton track. You know, I remember him coming to the velodrome at 12 years old and now he's, a, you know, junior world champion and a senior world champion on the track. Um, and we'll have more. And there's, there's some other guys I haven't named that have just become world champions um, from the velodrome racing. So, yeah, I think we're doing okay, but mm-hmm. uh, we always aspire to more, right? Yeah. Right, Lorianne? More is, more is better. And th- yeah. that's what it's all about. And that's going to be really interesting, too, because they're getting closer and closer to the finish of building the velodrome here in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So uh, out west or out east in Milton and then also out west yeah. here is, is two world-class facilities. And if you don't have the facilities, especially in the wintertime, it makes training hard if you can't go abroad to warmer clients. It's only going to grow. It's only going to oh, grow. Absolutely. Hey, Steve, thanks so much for uh, coming on from France. It's great that you had the, the, the chance to, to speak with us and we had the, the chance to kind of check in with you. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. Thank that's, you. Yeah, that's Have a Steve, great day. Yeah, you too. That's Steve Bauer, Olympic cyclist, won the silver in 1984.